and welcome to this Endo Life episode 109. I'm Jessica Duffin, I'm an Endo warrior and Endo health coach and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. The information shared in this podcast shouldn't be used to replace your current medical treatment and is here for educational purposes only. As always, I want to thank our first sponsor today, BU. These guys are the makers of the incredible period patches that I love and also a beautiful organic CBD range, menstrual cup and chafing cream. And they really are one of the pioneers of natural and really quite revolutionary period care, in my opinion. I have seen these period patches change people's experience of their periods so dramatically and their experience of endometriosis so dramatically. And they are really one of the first things that I recommend to my clients if my clients are going through a flare-up or it's taken a while for their symptoms to calm down and for us to implement changes. I still want to provide my clients with something that's going to provide relief, you know, in that current moment. And I always recommend BU period patches because I just believe in them so much and they have helped me so much and they're natural and it's just when you are so commonly faced with all of these different drugs that can have side effects, um, they have their place, but sometimes you just want a more uh, side effect free option. So um, I absolutely love these patches. They've been helping me through a interstitial cystitis flare up that I've been going through recently. You can find out all about that on Instagram. Um, and if you want to try the BU patches for yourself, you can just head to the link in my show notes or go straight to their website, which is buonline.co.uk. So that's B E younline.co.uk. If you are in the US or in Canada, you can actually also order your BU patches from Cult Beauty and they will ship to the US or to Canada. So that's cultbeauty.co.uk. Let me know how you get on with them. So today is another replay and I've kind of tried to theme it again to the new year. So whilst you know, like many people, I am a bit over the whole new year, new me message. I do like to start the year feeling well and focused. That does look a little bit different for me versus what you'd expect for the typical January. I actually don't love doing the whole like drinking cold smoothies, juice cleansing and going out for morning jogs like in January. I don't really believe that's what my body wants at this time of year. It's always felt quite jarring to me that we're yanked from the dead of winter into a routine that is really better suited for spring. Um, instead, I like to take January like as slowly as possible in a fast-paced world and given that I run my own business. So, you know, it's definitely not slow, but I try to kind of ease myself into it. Um, I focus on warming, nourishing foods. Um, I don't, you know, I love, I love smoothies, but I'm just too cold <laughs> at this time of year to drink them. Um, I try to get as much rest as I can fit in. So, you know, I try to have like a nice rest day at the weekends or like slow mornings at the weekends, um, slow evenings, that kind of thing. And I do movement that feels good to my body, which tends to be yoga and Pilates right now. You know, I'm not suddenly going in with a new cardio routine and things like that. However, I know personally how all of your best efforts, even if they're not like, you know, super fast paced, they're more like slow and, and steady like mine are, 
those can be thrown out the window if fatigue and brain fog are affecting us um, and we feel awful because of them. And whether you're someone like me who prefers to ease your way into the new year or whether you're a new year bunny (laughs) charging full steam ahead, I'm sure you want to feel as energised as you can with endo, which can be a challenge, and to be able to think clearly, which can also be a challenge. And for me, that's really important because I run my own business. So I need my brain to be working as efficiently as possible. Um, So that's why today I'm resharing this episode on some of my favourite brain fog and fatigue hacks. This episode is quite old. Um, It's back at like the early hundreds. So some of you may have heard it. Some of you may have not. So hopefully if you haven't heard it, it's great new information. If you have, it's a good refresher. So here it is. So I did a poll asking you guys what you experienced the most challenges with. And you guys came back with three that I see really commonly in my practice. And those are bloating, pain and fatigue slash brain fog. And I actually have a lot of articles on brain fog and fatigue in my articles, in my column on endometriosis news. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes so you can browse it. And I also talk about fatigue and brain fog in regards to HP axis dysfunction, which is also in my articles on endometriosis news. And there's a couple of episodes on fatigue as well that I'll link to you, link you to in the show notes. But there are numerous reasons why we can experience fatigue and brain fog with endometriosis. And it's not actually just because of endometriosis. There's usually other factors at play. And so I will go into these in more episodes, but to get you guys started with some really simple, almost like biohacks, I wanted to give you a few, you could call them superfoods, that have been shown to boost your energy levels, shown to help with memory, cognitive function, focus. And I thought that these could just be some nice things that you can add in, but I don't believe they're a replacement for good nutrition, good sleep, lowering inflammation, managing stress, balancing your blood sugar and your hormones. Um, and as I dive into this subject more over time, I think you're, you know, you're you'll come to understand that. But we can't kind of superfood our way out of bigger issues like HPA access dysfunction or like blood sugar dysregulation. So those do really need to be addressed. But I personally find these, some of these superfoods really help me and I know they really help my clients. So whether it's placebo or not, I don't really care. As long as it's making you and I feel good and there's no dangerous side effects, then that's great for me. And there is some good research coming out on all of these now. And what I will say is that more research does need to be done in some of these areas and with some of these kind of herbs and spices. But They show a lot of promise and I've seen clinically people respond really well to them. So today I have five superfoods to help boost energy and alleviate brain fog. So I'm going to start with one that I was actually using years ago. So if you followed my Instagram account, I must have started it in, I don't know, maybe 2015, 2014. And if you followed it then, you probably would have seen a couple of bad pictures of my rosemary tea. And back then, I was still quite newish 
to experimenting with managing my endo. And this was something that I had stumbled across probably on a book, uh, on a book, on a blog or something for boosting cognitive function. And I thought like it really helped me. And then lo and behold, like two years later, the number one rosemary water came out and more and more research has been done into the benefits of rosemary for brain health. So whilst there definitely needs to be more studies, like I said, in pretty much all of these, um, and some of these studies are really small, rosemary has been shown to increase memory speed, recall, and accuracy in multiple small studies on both humans and animals. But the types of rosemary varied and their results varied. So a low dose of rosemary powder actually enhanced memory speed where drinking rosemary water just caused like quite a small improvement in cognitive function. So perhaps the quite expensive rosemary water um, that many of us are buying isn't the best option. Maybe it works for you though. So whatever works. Um, Interestingly, multiple studies have shown that the scent of rosemary improved memory, accuracy, and cognitive speed. So it was like either diffused in the air or sprayed in the air, and it was from essential oil. It seems like from for best effects that perhaps using a rosemary powder supplement or a rosemary oil diffuser could aid the most for brain fog and fatigue because the kind of weakest link there is the is the rosemary water. So if you're anything like me, I'm sure you want the most bang for your buck, um, especially when it comes to fatigue and brain fog. So perhaps you can try rosemary supplements or, you know, have some essential oil burning next to you. An extra bonus with rosemary is that it's really anti-inflammatory and helps to keep pain levels at bay. So, you know, taking a supplement or having more rosemary in your diet is definitely not going to be a bad thing when it comes to managing your endometriosis. Okay, so my second one, my favorite is lion's mane. Um, You guys probably hear me talk about this quite a lot in articles, podcasts, it's in my cookbook, it's on my blog, um, it's on my Instagram. So lion's mane is an anti-inflammatory, so that's one of the reasons why I love it, because we know that chronic inflammation causes chronic pain, and we know that people with endometriosis have higher levels of inflammation, so we want to be working to get that down. But in multiple studies, it's been shown to aid with cognitive function. So a caveat here is that the studies are small, and many of them are not on humans, they're on animals, but the results are promising. So lion's mane has been found to improve memory and significantly aid cognitive function. Additionally, it's been shown to have protective mechanisms, which can actually reduce the cognitive decline that comes with age and disease, such as, you know, dementia or Alzheimer's. And what's actually really interesting is the way that lion's mane does it. And this is a bit of a trend with many of these uh, foods that I'm going to go through, is that research is showing that lion's mane is helping to regrow brain neurons and strengthen them. And that's kind of the mechanism that is behind the protective properties of lion's mane. And a small study on humans also showed that lion's mane helped to improve focus as well as mood, which I guess arguably if your mood is better, you can concentrate better as well. Um, so I really like to have lion's mane every day. So does my boyfriend. Um, he's definitely a lion's mane addict. And I have it daily in my lion's milk recipe that you guys um, may have from my book. 
I have to, I've tweaked it for myself because I can no longer have the chicory root that I make it with. So now I have like a dandelion coffee version. But you can also have it in smoothies or take it as a supplement. I don't know lots of people who take it as a supplement. And lion's mane does taste like quite earthy and mushroomy, but I really find that I don't taste it in any of these. But I just wanted to give you a heads up, like don't just make a drink with lion's mane. That's probably not going to be the best idea. Okay, so third is cordyceps. Cordyceps is actually another mushroom that we use a lot at home. I mean, I spend a lot on supplements and a lot on, well, I don't spend a lot. I spend a lot for my budget. So I can't always afford to get cordyceps as well as lion's mane because they're about 20 to 25 each for each packet. But I really love the combination of cordyceps and lion's mane together. And various studies show that cordyceps increases energy and endurance. And the way it does it is by delivering more oxygen to the muscles and brain. And other studies have shown cordyceps improve brain function, but that's actually more so in rats. They haven't really done many studies um, on humans for this, so we need more into that. But it does make me think, I wonder... My nan has vascular dementia, which means that her blood flow is being restricted to her brain and that's why she's getting dementia. And it just makes me wonder like, what role cordyceps could play with that because it's delivering more oxygen to the brain and the muscles and that's why energy, endurance and cognitive function is being improved or at least that's a theory at the moment. So as I said, I combine my lion's mane cordyceps in my like ideally in my smoothies or in my dandelion coffee. And to be honest, sometimes I think that if I had to choose one over the other because of like budget, I would maybe go for cordyceps now. Originally it was brain, you know, brain fog was a bigger problem for me and I was taking lion's mane, but I really feel like my brain fog is just nowhere near the level it used to be. And it's more now because of my fatigue, because of my bladder pain and I'm not sleeping very well, the cordyceps really gives me the boost I need because it gives me more energy um, and helps me get through the day. But um, at the moment we're having lion's mane only because my boyfriend really loves lion's mane and I love lion's mane, so I'm not going to object to it, but um, I might kind of try just taking cordyceps alone. And, you know, like I said, you can put it in lattes, but you can also put it in smoothies as well. I'm not really sure what else you could put it in because Again, it does taste very mushroomy, so you'd have to experiment with that, but those are definitely the kind of what I would go for. Oh, also, my clients love the lion's milk recipe and just using lion's mane in general. So many of them who have fatigue issues and brain fog issues really get on well with lion's mane. Um, so I wanted to mention that because they just, they, they rave about it when they get on the calls with me. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in, so you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. So if you know you're due on, you might want to start wearing your period patch 24 hours beforehand, just so that your muscles begin to relax and you're less likely to have really bad cramps. To find out more about BU, you can just head to 
link in my show notes or go to www.buonline.co.uk. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis symptom tracker. If you kind of feel a bit overwhelmed by your pain and your symptoms and you really just don't know where to start with managing them, then tracking your symptoms over a couple of months or even just a month to see what your triggers might be could be really helpful. I've put together a free download that helps you track your pain, your mood, your brain fog, uh, your bloating, where you are in your cycle, your eating habits, your stress levels, so many different things um, in a really simple and effective way. If you'd like to try it out, um, obviously it's free, just head to the show notes, follow the link and you can get your own copy. Okay, so fourth is curcumin and potentially, I mean, I don't know, it's potentially my favourite because, I mean, you guys know how much I love curcumin and just in case you're new to the show, curcumin is the active compound found in turmeric and it's incredibly anti-inflammatory. It's been shown in multiple studies to reduce inflammation and pain and so I really love it for lowering inflammation and directly targeting endometriosis because it's been shown in studies to reduce estrogen levels inside the endocell and as a result suppresses the endometriosis growth. But I also really love it because it's been shown to improve memory and cognitive impairment and increase something called brain-derived neutrophic factor. It's a protein that actually helps to make new brain cells and support the current ones. And this is also the mechanism behind lion's mane and its brain health benefits. It also has been shown to increase brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Also, some of the studies into memory show that it's the anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties of curcumin that make it so supportive for brain health as well. So that's obviously really interesting because we do know that the brain is um, is affected by inflammation and that can contribute to brain fog and fatigue. So obviously having an anti-inflammatory diet and lifestyle is going to make a difference there too. Um, So I actually take a curcumin supplement daily. I take it in the form of a spray that I spray inside my mouth on my cheek and it absorbs through the cheek. And I do that because turmeric now hurts my bladder so I can no longer take the supplement but if I what I do it's a bit ridiculous I spray I use the spray it's by better you I use the spray I spray it inside my mouth and it does leave a lot of liquid in my mouth so I actually hold it in my mouth and swish it around for a good couple of minutes like up to five minutes to try and absorb as much of it as I can because I'm aware that I'm probably not absorbing the full dose um, because I'm not swallowing it and then I spit it out and that's the best way that I can deal with it um, and still get the benefits of turmeric but you can of course if you're if it doesn't affect your bladder you can take it as a supplement to get the full dose and you can also take it in food with something like my super turmeric latte and I'll put the link to that in the show notes and if you want to kind of learn more about the doses go to my episode on tips to reduce pain. Um, I think it's 102 and 103. And go in the show notes, I've got all of the studies with the doses for cinnamon, for turmeric, for um, ginger, all for like pain relief. So yeah, you can check those out. And then finally, 
cacao. So yes, chocolate, but perhaps not in the form of chocolate that you're used to. So cacao has been shown to improve memory, cognitive performance and speed, and also brain-derived neurotropic factor. And it's also been shown to protect the brain from cognitive decline. It's also similar to cordyceps because it actually helps to increase blood flow to the brain and as a result, cognitive function. And what research is finding is that plant compounds known as flavanols may be behind the increased cognitive function with cacao. And what's really interesting is that I didn't actually know about the studies into cacao um, for brain health and support, but I instinctively found it to support my kind of energy and aid with brain fog. So that's why my lion's milk has some cacao in it. And I do mean cacao rather than cocoa um, because cacao is the raw form um, where cocoa has been heated through. So you lose a lot of the antioxidants. So raw cacao, which you can pretty much get everywhere now, like honestly, they sell it in all supermarkets. Um, You're just looking for a different spelling. It's C-A-C-A-O. And that has a higher level of antioxidants and all of the minerals and nutrients that will give you all of the benefits. So I use raw cacao and I just use it in drinks. And I tend to be okay with cacao with my bladder. It really varies. It's so unpredictable, but I don't notice an increase in my pain like I do from something like turmeric or ginger or nutmeg. Those are some of my kind of key triggers at the moment and I can tolerate dark chocolate in smaller quantities and for sure I think my anxiety well not my anxiety but what felt like anxiety my histamine reactions where I had heart palpitations and chest pain have eased since I've eased up on eating so much dark chocolate which it was sugar-free so it wasn't the sugar that was doing it but um just I think the the high concentration of cacao was very stimulating and um, is a histamine liberator. So having so much of it was given, causing me these heart palpitations. So that's just kind of a side note, really, because someone else might be listening to this who has similar problems and is listening. It's like, but I can't eat that thing and I can't eat that thing. If you have bladder pain or a histamine intolerance, often it's not necessary that you can't have the food entirely. It might be the amount of food that you can have or the frequency that you, of the food. Um, you might not be able to have that food in certain forms or every day, but you might be able to have it a couple of times a week. So just experiment with that. So that's it. Potentially my shortest podcast yet, um, which is a bit of an achievement because I've been trying to shorten them so they're easier for you guys to digest, but I'm just a talker. I can't help it. But hopefully this is fairly bite-sized for you guys. And I hope that you find some of it useful. In the show notes, I am linking to my brain fog busting hot chocolate. My lion's milk is, is it available? It's in my cookbook. But I feel like I've shared it somewhere for free. I will find it. If it's not, I'll share it um, over the coming weeks on Instagram. And my super turmeric latte, um, I will link to that in the show notes as well. 
And do you know what? I get quite a lot of questions about this. I'll link to you where I buy my cordyceps and my lion's mane from. But when you're looking for cordyceps and lion's mane, you need to look for organic because they soak up a lot of toxins. And this isn't from me. This is from a lion's, uh, lion's mane expert, <laughs> um, a mushroom expert, a scientist who discovered a lot of this. He suggests not buying your mushrooms from China because they have less strict regulations. So they're exposed to more toxins, um, in less strict regulations in terms of their mushroom, um, mushroom growing. So, um, he advises, I think he advises like buying them from America. I, I can't quite remember, but I order mine organic and I think mine come from like Europe and Canada, but I'll put the links to the ones I buy in the show notes. But I just thought I would mention that because that was, you know, information from an expert and a, a scientist. So I hope that helps you. If you try any of these, please let me know how you get on. And just a reminder that I am actually off at the moment. I'm doing my SIBO treatment. This is pre-recorded, so I'm not going to be on Instagram um, in real time. I'm not going to be on my emails in real time. So if you do get in contact with me, I will get in touch with you on my return. I'm back on the 9th of November. It might take me a while to get back through all the emails and the messages, but um, I'll get back to you um, at some point. So I hope you guys are all okay and that this uh, episode was helpful. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world. 